I said, do you want to fight me? Do you want to catch these hands? Bitch, I'll catch you in the street. Some with that beef. Bitch, I'll beat your ass. Welcome back to Poor Life Decision. I'm Chris. I'm Dwayne, a.k.a. Biggie Shorty. Okay, who is Biggie Shorty? <laughs> Wanda Sykes on Pootie Chang. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I don't think I've ever seen Pootie Chang. Oh my not God. The, not it's the so movie. Good. Now, I know the character from Saturday Night Live, but I don't think I've ever seen the movie. The movie is so good. Yeah, but is it something so, I'm going to want to see? Yep. We're, we're putting it on our black movie night list. <laughs> so, in other words, you're going to make me see it whether I want to or not. Cool, 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 cool. Yes. <laughs> you know it. So, Zoyan, what have you been up to and what are you drinking? Well, I uh, want to start off with um, a very momentous life decision. Okay, yay. I finally decided on the outdoor rug that I wanted for my patio. Yay! Listen, <laughs> adult goals, okay? I am like, coach <laughs> I kept looking at them, and I was like, I don't want any of this. And then Rifle Paper Co. Basically, this company is like what Lisa Frank used to be to okay. us kids, like where okay. you bought all the things. Yeah. So they're like, hey, 20% off of our rugs. I'm like, oh, well, fuck yeah, I'm going to get your rugs. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, it was out of budget what I wanted to pay because it was important to me that I had it. <laughs> um, yeah, otherwise, I've been chilling. Okay. Okay. Um, well, what are you drinking? So I learned. Uh, <laughs> okay. I had mentioned to, I think, my neighbor that I bought stuff to make martinis, and he was like, make a gin martini, not vodka. So I made a practice one yesterday, and then today I have a gin martini in my beautiful coupe glass. Aww. (laughs) And it's just beautiful and aesthetic, and I love it because I feel like a whole adult. (laughs) I think I've made martinis out of everything. <laughs> I was at the grocery store like Sunday morning. I couldn't sleep, so at six thirty, I was at the store, and I bought a bunch of lemons and limes because I was like, I probably will need it for something. <laughs> something. Yeah. <laughs> I um, you know that machine that has those little pods and it makes drinks for you, like you mm. put the liquor in. I forget what it's called, like barista or bariston or something like that. So I looked into one of those. That bitch about four hundred dollars. I was like, mm-mm, mm-mm. Do you have hands that will also hands. make your drinks? And these <laughs> hands <free>. work. <laughs> <laughs> because I was like, oh, this will be nice for like get togethers. And I was like, oh God, no. Mm-mm. Right. I guess it was Rich Black Twitter was talking about how good the machine was and how like it really makes a good drink and you can set it to like weak, medium, strong, and like they're saying the strong was gonna knock you off your ass and all this stuff. And I was like, okay, well maybe I'll try it. Yeah, I'll leave that where it is. 
Well, my sister was staying with me last week, so she got spoiled because I would cook for her about four thirty. I would make her a cocktail. <laughs> like it's just nice to have somebody with you to it like. Is. It's hard to cook for yourself. Like it's just sad. You have it's- all this food. <laughs> <laughs> It is. It really is. It's just hard to cook. And as y'all know, I've been like grilling a lot lately. And I just grill up a lot of meat and just eat off it all week. And that's what I've been doing. (laughs) Funny enough, I went to my niece's birthday party um, Friday. And basically it was like us and then her dad at his house. And um, I packed this whole plate full of meat. And I was like, ooh, I'm going to be eating this meat for a week. And then I had um, a a brownie. And so I ate most of my meat that day. (laughs) (laughs) Or the next day when I came home, I ate most of my meat. And I was like, okay, well, we have one pork chop left for the rest of the week. (laughs) Hey, I grilled pork chops, too. I did pork chops, pork steaks, smoked sausage, chicken thighs. And some weenies. <laughs> oh yeah, you did. I yeah, it's just funny because it's like I don't even remember what I was gonna talk about. Never mind. It wasn't that funny because I lost the words. <laughs> Everyone Doyen had a pre-show drink, I'm just saying. <laughs> Snitches get stitches, Chris. <laughs> I had to do it. I had to do it. Well, this week, um, oh, I have a huge announcement. (laughs) (laughs) This week, I finally, finally, finally finished Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows. Give me a pass. I don't even remember how long I've been reading that book. (laughs) It's been a minute. It's, It's been months. I mean, I want to say I started that book the same month that I moved into this house. So that was like September, October. It's been months. And y'all, it was so hard because it just felt so heavy and I wasn't ready for it to be done. And then I would read and something dramatic would happen and I have to put it down for a while. And (laughs) it was just a lot. But I had to take my aunt out of town last week and I took the book with me. And it's so funny because, like, I had to take her for, um, she had to go outpatient surgery. And I was like, okay, I'm going to be in the waiting room all this time. So I'm going to be able to sit here and read. Okay, first of all, because of COVID-19, no one could go in the mm-hmm. um, waiting room. Did I tell yeah. the story last week? No, I just know because okay. other people have had the same problem. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, only one person could go back with her. And it, I had her and my uncle, her husband. So, of course, mm-hmm. he went back with her. So, I had to sit out in the car. So, y'all, I was out in my car from 5.30 a.m. to um, about 12, about 12 p.m. Yeah, so I was in my car for a while. Of course, I rode around, and I got out and walked around. I did other kind of stuff. But anyway, mm. I started reading, <laughs> and I was like, mm-mm, something is about to happen. I, so I don't know <laughs> I, I, if you're like me, and it's been some space between reading a book, you'll forget things. But 
they were about to um break into Gringotts mm. and um uh Hermione had taken the polyjuice, she was turned herself into um Lagrange and Lestrange, I meant to say. Lagrange is a town in Georgia. She had turned into Bellatrix and I stopped, I said, mm I gotta stop this because something dramatic is about to happen and I feel like I need to be in my home. So I'm, so, <laughs> I'm so glad that I stopped and did not read it then. When I got home, I did read and that was the night that George died and I had a hard time. Yeah. And it was probably the saddest death for me. <clears throat> so I also want to say before we move on because we're gonna move on we're not gonna talk about harry potter but i do want to say that one day we're gonna have a conversation about my love for severus snape and how i never gave up hope on him i never gave up i always i was the same way about him like i knew he was so misunderstood but his heart was pure his heart was pure and i loved him from the beginning and even Mm -hmm. when he tried to act like he you know was a turn coat or whatever i knew that that wasn't the case i never gave up on him i love him mm-hmm. that's all i gotta say that's you're all the, i gotta say probably the first person that i met that actually feels the same way about snape really because i do <laughs> yeah most people are like he's awful i'm like no he's no misunderstood <laughs> when, when i was reading and um and uh he and dumbledore were talking or whatever and he's like, have you never seen my Patronus? And when he cast his Patronus and it was a doe, like, I just broke down crying. Because <laughs> I, I don't think I knew what his Patronus was. And when Harry and them were stranded out in the woods and that doe Patronus was out there, I didn't know whose that was. And then yeah. it just, like, clicked when he did that. And I just broke down crying. <laughs> like, I love Severus Snape so much. Yeah. Like, I just want to hug him. And then I watched the yeah. movies, because, you know, I watched the movie after I finished each book. So I watched the two Deathly Hollows movies. And watching the movies reminded me that the actor who played Snape died in real life. So then I got yeah. sad all over again. Yeah. <laughs> so, anywho, that's what I did. Um, so tonight I'm drinking. Now, let me tell you before y'all talk about me. Oh, yeah. <sighs> Tonight I'm drinking Pink Whitney. Now let me tell you. <laughs> First of all, I have not had any Amsterdam since I was an undergrad. So I was slightly mm. embarrassed <laughs> to ask for it. <laughs> but um, a lot of my friends and family always talk about how good this Pink Whitney is. And I'm just going to say, it's alright. It's a pink lemonade um, vodka it's okay I took a sip and it was very I don't know how to describe it but I added a little club soda (laughs) 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 gave it a little fizz and uh, (laughs) that really did make all the difference Oh, did you? Oh, you made a real martini. I didn't know you had mm-hmm. olives and everything. Mm-hmm. I want some olives. <laughs> I love. I olives. paid five dollars for these sticks because I was that bougie. And then I left the store 
I was like, I should have bought those bourbon cherries so I could like upgrade my oh. old fashions. But, mm. Yeah. <laughs> See. See, Joy ain't gonna have me swiping my little card like I got money and I don't. Um, uh, did you see the thing that I sent you yesterday? Yes, I did, and I cussed. <laughs> <laughs> but I am gonna so order. Right. But I am gonna order some. I finally got my big bottle of uh lavender syrup. Oh yeah, um, it's a lot better than the little ones. Yeah, it's the first drink I made was too sweet because yeah. the syrup is thinner. And so mm-hmm. I was pumping extra, but I did not need all those pumps. So, Mm-mm. but I learned, I learned. Um, <laughs> so right quick before we get into the theme of this show, which is insecure. Um, I just want to say that this week's episode of Killing Eve was beautiful. We got to spend the whole episode with Villanelle and her family. And I... I felt bad because I wanted her to be happy, but I got to a point where I wanted her to kill her mom. Oh, spoiler alert. I wanted her to kill her mom too because her mama was mean and cruel and I wanted nothing more than to see Villanelle protect her little brother. And I was like, if she don't take this baby to see Elton John, I'm going to be pissed. So I was glad she <laughs> left him the money to go see Elton John. Now let's move into the real show <laughs> that this pod is about. Okay. Y- y'all know I ain't got I haven't made podcast notes in a year, but I made some for Insecure. Come on, Gloria. Come on, Gloria. <laughs> so first up, um, Wait, Nathan are you, was a, Are you wearing a Christmas t-shirt? Yeah. <laughs> I also watched that. a Christmas movie today, too, to match Listen. my Christmas shirt. <laughs> Sometimes we do what we got to do. Go ahead, girl. <laughs> it was great. Um. Okay. So first off, Nathan was a very random twist. I thought, like, I guess when the season started, we did see Nathan. I thought it was Nathan no more. I didn't even realize until this episode that Nathan was Andrew's roommate. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I think I just missed it. But um, it was random that he was on the show. But I think he he was good on the show. He was well. Nice. You know, he called a couple of episodes ago to congratulate mm-hmm. her. And when he called to come, I think that was that episode. I think that was the episode I was drunk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when he called to congratulate her, he just left a message. Like he didn't talk to her, but we heard the message. Yeah. And when that happened, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. He finna, so, he finna yeah. wiggle his way back in. Yeah. And, and it didn't seem romantically charged right now. Probably will be later, um, but um, they seemed real cool. And I like yeah. that. Next up, Canola's breakup behavior. Why do y'all? Why do y'all love <laughs> messing up her name? So I call her Condoleezza. <laughs> somebody called her uh com- Comquat or something. They called her on Twitter. I was like, y'all, her name is Condola, Condola, Condola. <laughs> so Canola's breakup um <laughs> behavior. So um. We see, and she explains, finally, Issa knows that Lawrence is back on the market. Um, but basically, she's like, yeah, we broke up. Which is, again, weird to me, because it's like, girl, so you just go, boy? Like, it's weird. Like, it why weird. did she make it awkward? And it didn't <laughs> seem like her character type to do that. 
Yeah, because they seem to channel through it at first. I think what we have to keep in mind, though, is that Condola knows what Issa doesn't know, which is Lawrence still has feelings for Issa. So I think that... Let's be happy. (laughs) They're going to bump uglies, and I'm going to be happy about it. (laughs) But Condola, I think that it just was super awkward for her because I think she really liked Lawrence, even though she didn't want to let on to it. And yeah. You know, but it was like she was so on top of things in the yeah, beginning. She... It was just weird. And I'm like, it was also weird that like if you had been ghosting her all this time, why did you show back up the day of the event? Right, because that's what Issa was. I mean, Issa was like, "Yeah, I didn't think you were gonna come." Right. But you know, I'm glad she came and made sure the vendors were there and made sure you. Know, I'm glad she came because I. I want her and Issa to be friends, but even if they're not, that's okay. That's okay. She could be a Molly replacement. So, (laughs) next up, we're going to talk about the Molly-Issa breakdown. So, I thought it was going to happen earlier in the event, but then they were dancing together. And so, it was weird that just, like, a simple comment was what, like, erupted this whole fire. Um, Yeah, so... Molly finds out that Nathan reached out to Andrew about um, Vince Carter. Is that the guy's name? The <laughs> rapper? Staples. I don't know. Vince yeah, Staples. <laughs> Anyways, um, and so, like, it was a success. And I was, by the way, I was so proud of Issa because I was like, you literally Listen, just put on. I was beaming like this is my friend in real life. Like, right. I'm so proud of her. Right, and so I was so proud of her, and this whole thing happened, and and then like her and Molly warmed up, and then hearing that you know Nathan reached out to Andrew, just tumbled everything down. But the thing about it is like everybody I've seen is like Molly, when did Issa use you? Like Girl. Issa was homeless and didn't even try to live with you. Like, <laughs> you know, like there's so many. There were some, there were some Molly stand. There was definitely some Molly uh capers in mm-hmm. some of the comments, and I was just like, "Girl, go somewhere." Luckily, I'm so sick of Molly, and I, mm-hmm. it was kind of triggering because, like I said before, I have a Molly in my life, and mm-hmm. we kind of blew up at each other in a similar situation where mm-hmm. it was about something that was stupid. And then you're projecting your stuff onto me. Yeah. It don't have nothing to do with me. And like the way Molly reacted, that shows you that it didn't have anything to do with no fucking boundaries. Molly, because Issa left her out of it. That's what you said you wanted. She left you out of it. Molly wanted to punish Issa. And then she just got mad because Issa found a workaround. Right. Yeah. Because I'm like, at the end of the day, Andrew didn't care. And she's like, yeah, right. like you said, you, she tried to have boundaries. And it's not even boundaries. Like you said, she really just wanted to punish her. She wanted yeah. to make things harder for her because she didn't feel good about their relationship. Right. Um, I mean, enough, Tiffany was supportive this episode. <laughs> Listen, Tiffany is tired of that baby. <laughs> right. Tiffany's so tired of that baby. <laughs> 
And her husband's taking care of a baby that ain't his, but he's a father of a year. Uh, oh. You never heard that? <laughs> no! What? Where did that come from? Last season, people were like, uh, we don't know if that baby's his. She might have got that off of somebody else. She's acting real sketchy. But anyways. That's his baby. <laughs> oh, that's his baby. <laughs> but Tiffany was like, I'm going to leave her. I'm going to leave her in the grocery store. Yeah. I was like, shit. It's like, it's like you want a baby for an aesthetic. And honestly, that might be me. I don't really know what my two reasons are for wanting a kid. Um, <laughs> so I'll and tell you what I. Life gets okay, well, I'll save it for the end. Because I have a prediction, but I'll save it for the end. Anyway, last one is going to be a conversation, but um, I wanted to talk about the characterization of Kelly. Because a lot of people, there are some people that complain that she is like a fat girl stereotype, that she's chasing men because she can't be in a relationship. Um, a lot of people complain about how her character doesn't really have any depth. And what do you think about the characterization of Kelly? And if you could make her a character... A better character in your mind, what would you add to her personality or story? Why you didn't ask me this ahead of time so I could have been prepared? <laughs> I'm you sorry. know I can't think on my feet. Well, first of all, um, her not having any depth is she's a B roll character. I don't even know if you would mm-hmm. consider her B roll, probably C roll. Because mm-hmm. I would say, like, Issa and Molly are your A roll characters. Then like Lawrence mm-hmm. is B roll. Like I, she's not, she's not a main character. And mm-hmm. if you're gonna take the, you don't have time to flesh out every character. So I'm okay with yeah. that. Yeah. Um, I guess the reason why I don't really think much about um the stereotype of her character is because the Chasha Rothwell, who is the actress who plays Kelly is a writer on the show. And I feel like if it bothered her, she would do something about it. And Mm -hmm. um, also from hearing her in different interviews, she does a lot of freestyling. Like a lot (laughs) of that shit she says is like off the cuff. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I also think people, I'm going to say this and I'm done. I also think people have a problem with the fact that men like all girls. So it doesn't matter my body size just because I may be bigger don't mean I ain't getting niggas because I personally get them every day. And (laughs) I mean, I'm just saying. And so sometimes I think people have a problem with that. I think I get where they're coming from. I really mm-hmm. do. But in this case, I don't know. It may be making something out of nothing. Yeah. I think I think the focus is because she's a big girl. So Tiffany doesn't really have a lot of depth either. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, right. like we haven't seen big girls win on media, on TV shows. You know? Um, so a lot of the time it is more of like, you know, you picking up this man or that man, it's not like she's struggling with relationship problems like Issa and Molly. But right. I understand that she is like a not a main character, but um I think 
they could stand to listen to the feedback and at least have a narrative around her because people do want to know more about her. She's hilarious. I fucking love her. I love that she hates Issa's brother so much. <laughs> we're going to come back to that. Um, I, so I'm not a fan of fan service. Mm-hmm. Um, I tell you what would be great is for her to have a spinoff <laughs> <laughs> or something like I just don't it's not her yeah. story it's not her story yeah. it's it's the story of Issa D and friends mm-hmm. and sure. Molly is her closest <laughs> in all kind mm-hmm. of air quotes friends so we get Molly and I think because if you look at the first season I think people liked Molly, so they did flesh Molly out a little more. Mm-hmm. And it's a second storyline, but it's not the main storyline. Yeah. And a lot of what we learn about Molly is really just there to give us context to put her, to put her in a light where we understand her better with her dynamics with Issa. So it's just yeah. not Kelly's story. Um, yeah. But I do agree, we need to see um stories where you don't have to be a size six to be the it girl or to yeah. have the successful relationship. Um I do think the show has made a point to show us that Kelly is successful, um at least yeah. in her career. But yeah, I I Even agree with the with guys my... she gets. <laughs> okay. That, that little cutie. British contact. <laughs> Why did Kelly think that British people don't know what tacos are. <laughs> it was so like, one so of my favorite parts of the episode. <laughs> right. And then when, when they were like, somebody got a gun, which I still don't understand who had got a gun. And Nobody did. But that's what happens, at, that's what happens at functions. Like, yeah. It was just because she reached, and she didn't even really reach. Right, but, I was like... She had her face. Anyways, yeah. And then she was running. He was like, what happened to your accent? He's like, nigga, I'm from Philly. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think... No. Go ahead. I said, I would agree that, like, maybe this isn't the place for a story, but I would love to see a story where there's a big girl as a character, and okay. she does have these, like, relationships and works right. through some things. Because a lot of people are hurting because they feel like Big girls uh, are almost in a stereotypical role where they're the funny right. friend right. and they don't ever keep a man and stuff like that. So, right. I agree. I agree with them. Um, and who knows? I, from my understanding, she is working on something. I follow mm-hmm. her on Twitter and Instagram. And um, <laughs> so maybe she's about to put something out there for us. I don't know. But yeah. I agree with what they're saying. I just don't think this is i don't i don't think this has to be the yeah. place to show it and this story does have a lot of characters so yeah it's fair um yeah. oh i did enjoy seeing uh <laughs> thug yoda <laughs> and he's like was, i know everybody here and i was like how <laughs> it was lying <laughs> but when when isa had to tell him again that she's not a lesbian he was like okay Take your time. <laughs> it's like come out of the closet when you get ready. It's fine. Right. It's fine. But I want to quickly say, um, my prediction is it's gonna take something major 
for Molly and Issa to come back together. And that's something major may have to do with Tiffany. I, I think they're going to play her into postpartum because that's what it's kind of looking like. And yeah. I think something major, you know, is going to happen where they have to come together and maybe be there for her or something like that. Yeah, I hope they don't take the cheap route and kill a parent off because as a person who is missing a parent, that just seems so cheap. Like, I, even in Christmas movies, I'm like, stop killing off somebody's dad or mom. Like, why? Like, <laughs> and even um, Blackish, when they killed off her parent to get them back together, I was like, that's such a cheap route. But anyway, yep. that's my rant for the day. <laughs> Okay, so we're going to move along. Do you have any more insecure thoughts, or can we move along to our current friends? Um, I don't think I have anything else, just that I love the show. Oh, and I just want to piggyback off what you said. I love the way her, the Kelly and Issa's brother. <laughs> <laughs> when he tried to poke so holes cute. in her story, <laughs> and old yeah. boy said it was two branches of government. When I tell you, I hollered out loud. I was so mad at that. Old, <laughs> I hollered when he said... The first branch was the presidential branch. I hollered then. <laughs> but when he said Bank of America. I was like, why are we talking about Bank of America? <laughs> That's why it's so many of them. <laughs> I was like, oh that God. made me so mad. I cringed so much. Because I was like, you fine. And then you're dumb. I can't do this. <laughs> I honestly thought to myself, well, his sex is probably really good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would hope so. You got to be bringing something to the table. Something. something. Um, yeah, yeah, that was hilarious. Like I said, I live for that fake accent. If I could do a fake British accent, y'all would not be able to tell me nothing. Okay. okay. <laughs> but I can't speak Spanish with a British accent really well. It's really weird. <laughs> that is that is oddly specific. <laughs> like, hola, como esta? but i can't do it in english it's really weird anyways (laughs) okay so we're gonna move along to our current events okay this is my other notes for the podcast i'm going to read my statement i am officially tired of waiting for the baby to be great hanging up my cape but let me be clear i'd still smash Anyways, so now <laughs> we're going to talk about that a bit. So the baby uh, was fighting a driver in Vegas, and I'm like, I'm tired I mean, of him. <laughs> his lawyer says that it was it's not real. This didn't really happen. It was a money grab. And that could be true, but... He's made it so that it's possible to believe these things. He's given these right. kind of stories legs. So it's like, I mean, I don't know what you want from me, bro. Right. I'm like, you have fought enough people that I'm going to believe when any people say that you fought them. So you'll waste right. a lot of money, like going to court over stuff, even right. if it didn't really happen. Right. I just want him to sit down for me. <laughs> you should let me love you. Let me be the one. To- okay, go ahead. <laughs> Are you style so you can like Same. release your stress? Same. And yeah, we'll be fine. I don't. I don't feel like we should be 
talking about you finding people every other week. <laughs> Speaking of braiding, did I tell you that I ordered a whole bunch of hair because I told myself I could do my own box braids? Mm. You thought you could watch a video and learn how to braid? I now have a box of hair sitting in my living room floor <laughs> and I'm going to put it in the closet until <laughs> until, this, until this calms down and I can go get some braids. <laughs> this is what happens when you're in the house all day and I keep yeah. ordering stuff like super late at night because this was like two or three in the morning when I did this yeah. and I was like, I can do, I, I can do the big ones. I was like, I could do a few big ones. You know, I can do that. <laughs> Y'all need five braids in your head. <laughs> defenses are low when I first wake up I just buy <laughs> stupid shit and like so many people have sent me these golden girls face masks I'm like y'all I have already ordered two thanks for asking <laughs> <laughs> I have one with Blanche on it cause you know that's my chick <laughs> really I didn't know that you identified with Blanche yeah even though I like she be lying Dorothy's just so cranky <laughs> I am Dorothy. <laughs> I am Dorothy. I think um, my cousins say that I'm Dorothy and Rose. Like I go back and forth, and it's true. I can be a Rose too. I am a, a Blanche and Rose. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of a Sophia. Anyways, <laughs> all over the place. But um, yeah. So the baby, I just want you to get together so we can. What you drinking Build our now? Life together. <laughs> 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 the podcast is not supposed to know about the second drink, but oh. I'm drinking um, a gin and lavender and tonic. Okay. It's just when I run out of the first drink, I just usually have a second drink ready. Anyways, <laughs> so in a Bronx liquor store, I wonder if it's a bodega. Am I saying probably? That? It probably okay. is a bodega. Anyways. So they have a, a beautiful, beautiful sign. It says, COVID-19 is some real shit. Because, first of all, I don't really feel like black people really believe that COVID-19 is some real shit. Because I have some neighbors, they're constantly barbecuing and having social events downstairs. And I'm like, I literally call them the uh, black people don't catch coronavirus crew. Because they're always like, there's no social distancing with them. Well, my neighbors are white, and they have been having events at their house, and <laughs> I really want to call the police, but I'm the only black person on my street, and I feel like they'll know it was me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but even Saturday, they had a crawfish bowl. Of course, I ate some of their crawfish. <laughs> <laughs> of course! Because who am I <laughs> to say no to crawfish? I mean... But I was like, why y'all so close to each other? That's weird. Anyways. So, the sign says, cover your fucking mouth, shut the fuck up, buy your shit, and leave immediately. Absolutely no titty or sock money. Which, by the way, people have been trying to outlaw titty and sock money for forever. Um, <laughs> stand back at least six feet, playa. Store capacity limited to five motherfuckers at once. You cough, you die. Drink responsibly. I mean, I love that they ended with drink responsibly. Like... <laughs> I, that was real cute. I was like, I'm not. I'm at home, so it's responsible because I'm not driving. <laughs> I love yeah. it. Listen, sometimes you have to speak to people in the language that they're going to understand. Mm -hmm. I'm here for it. 
I love it. I stand. <laughs> so, except, um, the last thing we need in Georgia is motherfuckers that can't drive. Because they're all can't drive anyways. God. But, Georgia drops driving test requirement for license due to the pandemic. Once again, I don't think this is a solid decision. You already can't fucking drive. <laughs> Traffic is awful. Why would you add a whole new generation of people who can't drive? It's just yeah. stupid. And then, <laughs> and then it's not like they said indefinitely. They set a time limit on it. I think it's like May 15th or 16th or something like that. So it's like... Or it may have been end of May. I think it was the end of May. Anyway, the point is, you could have just halt all tests. Right. Halt all licenses until... Because, I mean... Oh, it is set to expire in mid-May. But I'm just like, it's not... We don't need people who can't even... We don't even know if they can pass a test to be out on the road. <laughs> I we mean, just don't. There's already way too many of us who pass the test and still suck at driving. <laughs> Why did so, you say too many of us? <laughs> I just say it's humans. There's oh, a lot okay. of people who pass the test and suck at driving. <laughs> like today, I was driving like in a side road and literally nobody was behind me and this car turned in front of me. I was like, motherfucker, you can wait. <laughs> like, right, right. You can wait for four seconds. <laughs> but that's Texas. People are impatient. In fact, like I was... I used to be scared to drive in Atlanta. And then after driving in Texas, I'm like, I'm fine. <laughs> it's yeah. It's not that crazy. <laughs> driving, driving in Atlanta. Well, first, I driving, I started, my first time big city driving was in Memphis mm-hmm. as a teenager. So driving in Memphis and then driving in Atlanta as a teenager. And once I drove in Atlanta, I was like, oh, shit, I got this made. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. like I said, Texas is like, I'm driving for me, but also driving for everybody yeah. else around me. Yeah, so either, that's like, what my dad my, always taught me. Yeah, my niece drove us to a hair store, and that was stressful because, you know, she's 16. <laughs> oh, now she's 17, but she was fine. She actually speeds a little bit, but I was like... I was like, watch out for that car because I don't trust their body language. <laughs> I'm like, what's yes! like, right? I'm like, you drive for you, but you also have to drive for everybody else around you. <laughs> Other Especially cars, body language is a real thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I, I very much have this running joke about Audis. I'm like, it's, it's awkward that they don't have turning signals. And people are like, what do you mean? They do. I'm like, they never use it. <laughs> Okay, so Every I've single never time. noticed that, but now I'm going to start looking. Yeah. Audi drivers here never use their turning signals. I'm like, I'm all, all you had to do is use it. I don't understand what your problem is. I just don't Anyways. want an Audi. <laughs> yeah. But then you're not going to use your turning signal, and I don't have time for that. Anyways, so next up, um, there are some cops. I won't say all cops because the way these Republicans are active, they just want to be out. But some cops are vowing to crack down on ragers by stalking social media. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So uh, there was this party in Chicago. People were like, because you know, the strips clubs are closed. So they're like packed tight, like sardine like in this house. 
And the police officers are like, hey, we should work. Of course, they love regulating black people and black bodies, so it makes sense. But uh, this white woman who, in Dallas, went to jail for a couple of days because she was running her restaurant despite, not restaurant, her salon, despite the rules that a Republican governor made. And now Trump is trying to get the judge fired (laughs) or outvoted. Because she's a white woman, and, and then like, what's his name went and got a cut from her. Yeah. Oh, Ted Cruz. Yeah. I mean, I'm Which, like the fuck. Anyway, and then I'm ugly convinced. Ass yeah, uh, like you know, he's ugly. There's nothing you can help it. But uh, I just convinced that the family has decided that like coronavirus is not a thing. If you die, you die, and that's why Listen. all of these Republicans are supporting. If y'all it's haven't bullshit. watched, if y'all haven't watched the family on Netflix, <laughs> you need to watch it. <laughs> it's very important. But yeah, um, so basement parties are like a big deal in Chicago, and mm-hmm. I, listen, y'all, I get that. You know, you've been stuck in the house. You want to get out. You want to have. A, I get all of that. But let me tell mm-hmm. you something, and this is not sex work shaming because. Listen, if I had, well, I'm sure there is a market because there's a market for everybody. But all I'm saying is, if I could dance, I would be, I would have me an OnlyFans page too. But there is no <laughs> way in hell I would be stripping during coronavirus. They had strippers at this party. Like, yeah. I, you got, you they, got, they, you got your JJ wide open money. in the so coronavirus. They haven't been able to make money. What if somebody cough right on your vajayjay? Then what you gonna do? But they haven't been able to make money. And I feel bad. Somebody should teach them. <laughs> somebody should teach them how to make an OnlyFans page, cause them <laughs> OnlyFans girls been raking up. Okay, listen. Some of those girls are making hundreds of thousands of dollars a month. Right. Like, One of my favorite uh, Tumblr people has an OnlyFans. <laughs> I mean and, like, and there is a I mean if you spend any time on any type of porn site not that I would but I'm just saying if y'all have <laughs> you know that there is something for everybody and whatever mm-hmm. you look like whatever you got going on there's a place for you but I'm yeah. just too shy I wish I wasn't shy because right. I would get me one well, I, I want to do only fans, but I want to just do regular shit like me eating wings. I wish, <laughs> I wish I had pretty feet. Like I wish I had pretty feet, and I could do one for feet. Because people do oh, feet. I need all a the pedicure. Time. I can't do that right now. Like I can't do feet because my feet ain't. <laughs> my life ain't been no crystal stale. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, next up. Um, this Jeopardy contestant. I'm not going to mention his race, but he's Asian. Um, <laughs> he tells an $800 clue for Billboard Music Awards category. And they said, as a recipient of the 2018 Icon Awards, she took control and took to the stage in her first live TV performance in nearly a decade. And so they pictured Janet performing Nasty. And he was like, who is Ariana Grande? I guess where you going? 
to jail. You going to jail, bitch. <laughs> Period. Because TMZ is a white um, platform. They're like, well, maybe it's because she has no. a ponytail. No. And I'm like, Ariana Grande is not the first person to have a ponytail. <laughs> I think what killed me the most about this is, so like, the clue is in the answer. The clue mm-hmm. is in the answer. Control. It's, it's there. So you should have known from that. But they go ahead and give you a video. They give you a video. You ain't got eyes. Ariana. It don't look like Ariana. You ain't got eyes. Ariana's cheeks can never. Could never. (laughs) Ariana can't dance. She can't move. Listen, I so friend of the pod, Robin, is a huge fan of Janet Jackson. Cannot tell you like how many concerts he's been to. I sent this to him and I was like, first of all, don't open until you sit down. <laughs> and he had like 15 fits because it was just ridiculous. How do you not know the Janet Jackson? Like, come on. Right. And that's why like, I make it such a point to not know white actors, actresses, bands, because I'm like, y'all don't know our stuff. Why do I have to know your stuff? <laughs> I, I make it a point to be like, well, they all look alike. <laughs> <laughs> right, which really they do. <laughs> but, uh, I get Amy oh. Adams and what's her name, Isla, Isla Fisher. Is that her name? I get them mixed mm-hmm. up all the time because they <laughs> look alike. <laughs> I I know Reese Witherspoon, Christina Applegate, <laughs> right? Then my Catherine Heigl, <laughs> and the girl that did uh, Princess Diaries. That's it. <laughs> Listen, Anne Hathaway is our good friend, okay? It's our bitch. <laughs> oh, and Leah Michelle, who is pregnant right now. It's so adorable. Anyways. I don't know who that is. <laughs> she was on Glee. Oh, okay. I was very into Glee until um, that guy died, and then I couldn't watch it anymore. Oh. I don't know Anyways. anything about Glee. but I, I sobbed like I knew him. <laughs> My sister was like, "Are uh, you okay?" <laughs> I know the guy you're talking about, but I've yeah, never Finn watched Glee on the show. Yeah. yeah, I love Glee clips. Anyways, so <laughs> according to the internet, or North Korea, if you believe it, Kim Jong Un is allegedly alive and well, but we don't know the dates of these pictures that they posted, so they could be lying. And I personally have decided because I didn't want to believe TMZ in the past, but they were right about Michael. And they're uh-huh. right about a few other people. And so I've decided that TMZ is right. So I think that these are fake pictures. And they're just trying to ease the transition for his evil sister to take over. <laughs> I just don't believe... I mean, I'm not going to believe anything North Korea <laughs> says. I'm just not. You know, I used to have a hard time remembering which one was the good one. North or South. <laughs> And I decided in my head that South was good because Southern hospitality. That's how I keep them. That's how I keep them in my mind. I'm I heard sorry. a comedian and he was like, he was like, if I ask you where you're from, don't say South Korea because if you say Korea, we know that you're from South Korea. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's part, the truth. People don't leave that's North the Korea. Truth, they can't. 
that he ain't lying. He ain't lying. That's the truth. I mean, I just don't believe anything they say. They're media. I don't believe they're media. I don't know whether he did or Because I'm wanted, dead or alive. I don't know if he's dead or alive, but... Or he could be a robot. Because, <laughs> you know, I don't trust things <laughs> anymore. So how hey, far just... into Westworld have you made it? I mean, I know you still on season one. I realize one. Westworld was a show that I had to pay attention for, so I didn't yes. make it okay. past the first episode. Okay. <laughs> yes, you do have to pay attention, and a lot of those people in that first episode were robots, and you didn't even know it. <laughs> I was just thinking about um, birds. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, but yeah, so he may or may not be alive. I Time tells. <laughs> so about these murder hornets the first time I read about it there's like in the book of Revelation there's this bug it looks no, like tiny wait, horses wait wait stop wait wait we have a mutual friend who asked <laughs> me was this in Revelations and I'm gonna tell you like I told her <laughs> now is not the time <laughs> we're going through too much <laughs> Now it's not the time. I said, look, um, now it's not the time to be. Now it's not the time. <laughs> it's not the I time. I want to talk about how there was an illness that cleared out a third of the world's com- um, See, population. It's not the time. <laughs> <laughs> and this bug that cleared out another third of the world population. I literally, time. I saw this article and I sent it to my sister and I was like, hey, is this the revelation bugs? <laughs> Devin sent that to me in a text, and I was like, listen, for your mental well-being and mine, now's not the time. And she said, you know what? You're right. As a kid, (laughs) I was terrorized by the whole Left Behind series. Like, because I was like, (gasps) even now, I remember I would wake up, and, like, nobody in the house would be in my, nobody in my house would be in my house. And I was like, oh, fuck, I miss." The rapture. Girl. So I That's was, like a legit fear of me. I was an undergrad the first time I saw it. And I had just moved into College Station. Mm-hmm. And my roommates, that was our first activity we did together was we went and rented some movies. You know, y'all, this back in the day, we had to go to Blockbuster. I know y'all don't know what Blockbuster is. But, well, no, our audience knows what Blockbuster is. I about to say, our audience is, is our age. Say no. Yeah, our audience knows. So we had to go to Blockbuster, and we rented them. And, girl, that was that was my first time seeing it. And I was drunk off of Everclear. Oh, shit. And <laughs> I went to bed that night, and I dreamed. My first dream was I got caught up in the rapture, so everything was fine. Then I got up to go pee. And then I laid back down, and, girl, I got left behind. And let me tell you, <laughs> I woke up screaming and hollering. This was my second night in a new apartment with new roommates, how about I went and knocked on my roommate's bedroom door and went and got to bed with her? Because I was, I mean, I was like, I was like, Adrian, can I, can I come in? Can I, can I please go sleep with you? And the good thing about uh, my experience was all of my roommates were seniors, so they were all older than me. Mm -hmm. So she was like, yeah, girl, just come on. I was like crying. I was like, I can't, I can't. Yeah, I well, I didn't watch the movies, but I read like especially the Left Ooh, Behind. Teens I don't think books. I could. 
ooh, yeah. I don't think I could have read. And I think it's, That's like, a little bit more optimistic. Because I really feel like once the rapture happens and you didn't make it, you just out. <laughs> like, I don't really feel like you can do well, work see, to my mom, get back in. See, my mom <laughs> had to calm me down, and she said different. My mom was like, yes, but you get a second chance. I was like, oh, my God. And what is my God? And she was like, it's okay. You get a second chance. My mom also called me down about Revelations because I used to be like a hot mess about that. And my mom was like, but we win. I was like, but at what cost? (laughs) I, I don't know. I don't. I would have to read more into it, but I don't really read Revelations much. But I don't feel like there's a second chance, like they've said. Anyways, I am not. I am not going to read it. Now it's not the time. (laughs) So, uh, so there's these murder murder hornets that are out right now, and apparently they can kill humans with venom. Um, I think they touched down in Washington, so that at least makes me feel better. But you know they can fly on over here whenever they're ready. And that doesn't make me feel better. <laughs> and I'm like, I need these hornets to read the room. We're struggling with coronavirus <laughs> and allergies. Please, no, please. <laughs> even allergies. I was like, I need allergies to read the room. Like we're struggling with one thing. Why do you keep adding more shit to us? <laughs> and Every I got morning. mosquito bites. <laughs> Every morning I wake up and my eyes are swollen and my throat is itchy. And every morning I have to say, oh, Lord, please don't let me have a Rona. (laughs) Knowing that I wake up like this every morning this time of year. Mm -hmm. Like, this is not new. I have allergies. (laughs) Yeah. And it's weird because it's like, yeah. And then I think my dog has allergies too. So we both come in sneezing (laughs) in the morning. And then, like I said, uh, mosquitoes. I'm like, I need mosquitoes to read the room. I'm already dealing with, you know, all of this hysteria. And then you want to come in and bite me? <laughs> rude. Just rude. rude. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I need these hornets to read the room and go back to Asia. Oh, that's real. <laughs> go back where you came from. Um, did Pastor Jamal Bryant just love him a baby with a woman who is not his ex-wife and current girlfriend, Rehop star Giselle Bryant? I actually want to start watching um, trash reality shows again. Because I have That's of- Real Housewives of Potomac. Yeah, I had no interest in reading that out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, apparently, there's rumors that he welcomed a baby with a church member. Um, really, I don't trust pastors who meet with women by themselves <laughs> like nope. especially nowadays like even like my old church they started to not necessarily women deacons but like women who did deaconish jobs because they're like if you need to go to a single woman's house yeah. we need a woman that's not a married to like we don't need a man there which i thought was kind of progressive but um, it is progressive, but ish. it's also it's, uh, it's patriarchal. <laughs> Listen, this pink Whitney is cheap, and it works. Um, it is semi-progressive mm-hmm. because you know, in in the Baptist church in particular, they're not quick to let women do like deacon type responsibilities. Right. But 
at the same time, it's it's really trash because you're acknowledging that you got some trash ass men and you know that this is an issue in the church and we're not going to really deal with it in the way that it needs to be dealt with. So I don't know. It's kind of partially, but I also think it's a good CYA move. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah, because sure. to have like a man come to the house and see women at eleven o'clock at night doesn't look good. <laughs> but they are a lot of trash men. But um Yeah. Jamal, um, I just felt bad for Giselle because I like Giselle. Mm-hmm. Um so I have started as far as trash TV goes. I did watch a lot of this season of Real Housewives of Atlanta. But I have started just watching reunions and you learn, you know, everything you need to know about just watching the <laughs> reunion. So I really like Giselle and I felt bad for her because that's why she left him the la- the first time when they got a divorce mm-hmm. was because he got somebody in a congregation pregnant. Mm-hmm. And then so, somebody on Twitter said, this makes the seventh child for him. Let this be the number of completion. <laughs> <laughs> this is also the same person that called him Pastor Dickum down. <laughs> I was it's funny. I was watching <laughs> listening to like this comedy channel on Sirius XM. It's just talking about how like going to church and the pastor got a big dick it's just popping out of his pants. <laughs> Listen. And I was like <laughs> I ain't never in my life wanted to be like I wanted to be okay I wanted to be a pastor's wife but I never wanted to be married to a pastor (laughs) I just wanted to wear nice hats and sit on the front row and look down on everybody (laughs) cause you're so fun but yeah she's like the the pastors and deacons with the big dicks and not the um that penis is anointed okay let's move on let's move on before I run out (laughs) but Uh, Jamal Bryant is you know I don't like him I personally do not like him mm -hmm. he says a lot of he he says a lot of shit that he ain't got no business saying he do a lot of shit he ain't got no business doing and all I need him to worry about is all these goddamn children you out here making Right. You can't pass judgment on nobody, sir. Mm-hmm. I um, I want to watch Love and Hip Hop. <laughs> I'm ready for it to come back so I can watch what it. What is it's- wrong with you? <laughs> I love it. They're always in the Who studio. Who are you and what have you done <laughs> with my friend? They're always in the they studio always- and they never have hits. <laughs> they never have hits. And the they are always journey. in the studio. Always. I always. miss Hustle Eve. I just, I'm ready Listen. to watch. I love Hustle. You know, and the, and the Hollywood drama was hilarious. And now, uh, I think, who was it? Wife just divorced him. Ray I J. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. You that kind of makes me sad, but I, I don't know. It kind of makes me sad. (laughs) I just wanted them to work. But anyway, their children are beautiful. Lastly, uh, this is a Florida person I can get behind. Okay. So, (laughs) 
This guy, a Florida attorney, dressed up as a grim reaper and went on the local news to discuss why he degrees, disagrees with public beaches reopening during the pandemic. I a feel for him because it was Florida and he wore a whole Grim Reaper outfit and that seems hot. <laughs> the whole thing. But he got a lot of attention for it and I appreciate him for doing that. Yeah. Um, You know, the last few Florida men we've had, we've been able to really say <laughs> kudos. Yeah. Like, I'm really happy that he you know, took matters into his own hands, although he did look very hot. But he did mm-hmm. get his point across. You come out here, you must want to die. Right. So, Corona is real. Yeah. Shit. But I feel like when time goes, like, we're, like, loosening our social restrictions. A.K.A. I was eating crawfish with people. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, maybe I'm tired of this. But, um, for the most part, at least I know if I do catch Corona, I could point it back to like Saturday. I was around way too many people. <laughs> I mean, crawfish is it's important, and it's the people pretty. were like, "Yeah, the people weren't from like the guy that was doing crawfish was from like Shreveport, so I could trust it because Dallas crawfish is not seasoned." <laughs> it makes me sad. Um, I probably would have gotten me a plate and then gone back to my apartment. Yeah. <laughs> and they would have been talking about me. They definitely would have been talking about me. <laughs> okay, so we're going to take a second to listen to our sponsors, and we will be right back. All right. And we are back, and we're just going to... To see slide <laughs> no, right <we're> on. Not. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, doing it. We're gonna tussy slide into our someone something. I refuse to let Drake be a mainstream slide. <laughs> I do want to clarify for people. I'm not a fan of the song, but I do want to clarify for people that. Tussie is the name of the DJ. Because I think a lot of people thought he was trying to, like, make a play off of, like, you know, whatever slide and Tootsie roll or whatever. But no, Tootsie is the name of the DJ. So. <laughs> but anyway, on to <laughs> Toya, why are you making that face? Because. It goes left said, foot up. To, right no. Foot slide, no, man. Right, oh. Please Either carry way, on. Either way, we gonna slide. Let's go on okay. with the podcast. I, I don't can want dance to talk like about Jack. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <coughs> I almost choked on my own saliva. Okay, so for this week's someone something, I want to just shine a light on disinfectants because we're living in an age where we're using disinfectants more and more, and guys, we need to be careful of poisonings (laughs) because as disinfectant use soars to fight coronavirus so do accidental poisonings i personally know that i have taken in like a mouthful of lysol so when i (laughs) when i come in my house because y'all i've I've been quarantined like i'm in the house so Mm. when i go when i leave the house is to go for groceries or to go like get groceries for my granny or my aunt or whatever when I come back in the house, I have a can of Lysol, 
right there by the door. And I sprayed myself and I had my mouth open. Why? I don't know. And I took in like a mouthful of Lysol. <laughs> also, I'm really bad about the couple of times that I have gone to get fast food. When they hand me the bag, I spray the bag down in the car and I also spray my cup. So yeah, I'm sure I've been taking in a lot of <laughs> disinfectant. And I actually had... The coworker didn't tell me, but somebody else told me like their cleansing process with their groceries. Yes, and, like spraying it down with Lysol, and I'm like, mm-hmm. "Don't spray your produce down with Lysol; you will die." Like, <laughs> you oh can't. my god, no! I, <laughs> I have a process. Um, I actually got it from this guy on YouTube, but I have a counter that's designated for like stuff that I bring in the house and some things like things that don't have to be put away right away. I just leave Mm -hmm. them there for, you know, a few hours or even a couple of days, stuff like, like liquor that I don't have to drink right now. I got a couple of bottles just sitting by the door because, you know, whatever. And then when I feel like enough time has passed, I'll put them in the refrigerator. The things like uh, I bought a box of Eggo waffles. So, of course, those need to go in the freezer. So I just spray the box down with some, with my um, bleach water mixture. And then I wipe it off and then put it up. So I do have a process. But um, there was a story of a lady who, like, soaked her produce in a bleach water solution. Guys... Please, first of all, don't, like Doyen said, don't disinfect your produce. But for Pete's sake, don't soak it. It's porous. Like, you're literally going to be. And the lady in the story didn't even get to eat it. She got dizzy and sick just off the fumes of Mm -hmm. what she mixed up to soak it in. But y'all, please don't soak, like, food. Like, come on, guys. Oh, my God. So, anyway. Um, reported U.S. poisonings from disinfectants rose 36% from 2019 to 2020. Reported U.S. poisonings from cleaning products rose 12% from 2019 to 2020. So, I can't say it enough. Just be careful. Um, the CDC recommends that you know you follow these five steps to minimize your poisoning risk. One, follow the directions on the product labels. Two, don't mix chemicals. Three, wear protective gear like gloves. Four, use all products in a well-ventilated area. And five, store chemicals out of reach of kids. And we all know that. Like, that's the stuff we should be doing anyway. So, be careful, I already guys. struggle with, like, I choke every single time I try to wash my bath. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so I'm like, all this other stuff that people do, it's just too much. Like, I take my chances. Like, my shower, <laughs> I have a standalone shower, and it is completely tile. Like, it is tile from top to bottom. And the tile, like, on the floor is, like, small pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, It's like a mosaic. Mm-hmm. So... I sprayed that scrubbing Mr. Bubbles. You got to get the the Max or Supreme or whichever one. Mm -hmm. You got to get the one in the blue can. It really works. Like you Mm -hmm. spray it and then you just rinse it off and it does the job. But on the floor, I spray, I spray, (laughs) I spray a bleach water mixture because you don't want mold to develop. And I spray like the corner of my shower um, because I don't want mold. And yeah, sometimes... It's a bit much. 
be careful. And like, if y'all are like me, because you know, <laughs> I don't know why black people are like this, or maybe it's Southern. It might not be black, but we feel like we have to let our stuff soak and set. Mm-hmm. So like, I'll get up in the morning and like put comet in my tub. And run right. And let it sit. <laughs> and like, but, it ain't even do nothing. It's just sitting there. <laughs> but it's got a set. And then when I get ready to clean it, though, I'll add like my Lysol to clean. Like, it's just, y'all just be careful, okay? Be mm. careful. That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> do you have anything you want to add? No. Yeah, just be careful. <laughs> be careful. So, we're going to move right along to our poor life decision this week. So, due to COVID-19, a lot of us are facing the task of working from home. So, this week, I want to talk about staying focused while you're working from home. (laughs) And I do do want to (laughs) preface this by saying... A lot of the uh articles that I read for this assume that we've chosen to work at home. Um, and yeah, for a lot of us, that wasn't the case right now. But anyway, I do want to make sure that's known. So working from home can be highly productive, but it can also go badly wrong without a proper office space and prioritize, pri- prioritize schedule and on-the-spot supervision. It's all too easy to be distracted and to get very little done. Mm -hmm. So there are some benefits and some challenges um, of working from home. The benefits of working from home include not suffering the distractions of office life, such as phone calls, meetings, and interruptions from colleagues. Being able to adjust your working environment to match your preferences and needs, which can help you stay more relaxed and boost your morale. And also doing tasks in a way that suits you best, allowing you to work more efficiently, creatively, and enjoyably. But there are also some challenges. Home-based work comes with its own distractions, especially if other people or even pets, we're not blaming you, Roxy, we love you, are nearby. <laughs> I do want to say, <laughs> I saw a post on social media that was like, my commute is now from my bed to my living room, and I'm still waiting to work every day. I'm beginning to think I am the problem. <laughs> it me. <laughs> it me. <laughs> I, this morning, I woke up during a call. <laughs> oh, joy. <laughs> I was like, the call was going on, and I was slowly waking up. <laughs> oh my god! But it was like a, it was a big like org wide wide call, so it was not like I was gonna be quizzed on this information later. But yeah, okay. that's how it was. So it story. was one of those where you could turn your camera off. Oh no, there was no camera. I just okay. it was okay. It was just a call. Call got you. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've done some of those from bed. <laughs> Where I didn't have to be, like, on Zoom or something. Yeah, I've done that. Um, Another challenge, you may struggle to be productive when you're unsupervised. 
And also working from home can create an always on mindset, causing people to work too long and too hard. And let me tell you something. I have tackled that one and I've had to set like these are my office hours. Like regular work hours is when you should expect to be able to get in contact with me. Otherwise, no. And I've had colleagues like text me and email me like seven, eight o'clock at night. And I ignore it because you have to teach people. I ignore it and I do not respond (laughs) until eight o'clock the next morning because no, 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 no. I'm not going to always be on. Mm -mm. (laughs) So let's break down how to get the most out of working from home. So first, (laughs) we're going to really try to stay focused. Okay. The distractions of home, along with the isolation that often comes with remote working, can cause you to lose focus and to damage your productivity. Here are five key ways to stop that from happening. Motivate yourself. Self-motivation techniques can help you to boost your confidence. Think positively and set clear goals. Number and two. So like, oh, go ahead. Um, I have seen articles where they're like, dress up to go to work. And I'm like, bump that. <laughs> dress up <laughs> doing what? <laughs> But that's some ways that people motivate themselves is getting yourself in the work mindset. (laughs) Or like shower before work. Usually I shower midday. (laughs) Some people do talk about showering just to keep your routine and put yourself in the mindset of work. I do um, wash my face and do my, I do get up and brush my teeth and do my skincare routine before I go to my computer. So I do do that. But everything else going to wait. (laughs) um number two minimize distractions so doyan which distractions tend to affect you the most all of it um (laughs) (laughs) Uh, to start when i sit down roxy wants belly rubs and i'm like i can't do my work with both (laughs) hands if you want a belly rub um sometimes like i'll be watching tv and i'm like oh there's dust on my console let me go dust that Or, you know, like, some of the distractions is just, like, literally looking around your house and you're like, oh, this is a mess. Let me go clean this up. That's the biggest thing for me. Yeah. Or sometimes I look outside. I'm like, oh, my tomato plant looks like it wants water. (laughs) Let me go water. (laughs) (laughs) That's the biggest thing for me, too. (laughs) Number three, reward yourself. Find ways to make each task more enjoyable and rewarding in itself, as well as giving yourself treats when they're done. For example, allow yourself your favorite specialty coffee for completing a task successfully. I probably my specialty coffee has whiskey and Bailey's in it. Listen, one of the things I'm really worried about with going back to work because I feel like that's going to come soon for me. How am I going to make it without a midday glass of wine? I have been taking these business, these calls in the morning and these meetings in the morning with Baileys in my coffee. When I don't have Baileys, I put a little bourbon in my coffee. How am I going to make it? How am I going to make it? I, um, yeah, I'm like, when we get out, I hope my AA um, classmates are really nice. Uh, Listen. Because we're going to have to go there. I think a lot of us are going to see each other there. Number four, control your social media. Think carefully about which notifications to keep on and which to mute until later. 
Allocate time slots for checking your phone. And if you're still struggling, see if tools like Freedom or Cold Turkey Writer help you to control your time online. I think I've mentioned before on the show, I know I have, that I use Forest. Um, it's not free. I think it's $1.99. But um, I use Forest a lot. The only problem with Forest, though, is like you absolutely can't use your phone for anything. And sometimes mm-hmm. I need my phone for work. Like sometimes I need it for work. To yeah. check certain things. So, yeah. But I, I definitely, it's rewarding for me to see my little tree grow. And if I don't, you know, so sometimes we need a little help staying on task. Yeah. So the next tip is to create a space that works. Creating an effective workspace is essential if you want to stay on track and get things done. Make it a place where you'll enjoy spending time. However, you also need to be clear that it is a place of work. Check that you can sit comfortably. If not, you'll likely find plenty of excuses to get up and go somewhere else. A high-quality office chair is one of the best investments you can make. Now, this is one suggestion that um, all of the articles make. All of them say invest in a good office chair. I have mm-hmm. not done this, and I'm probably not going to do this because my work from home is temporary, and the kitchen table is doing me just fine. And a lot of the articles say do not use the kitchen table, but I don't have another space, and it's doing me just fine. So, yeah. I did invest in an office chair, and I made my sister build it last week. Have I gone in my room to actually, because I don't have an <laughs> office space. No, but at least I have a comfortable chair when I'm ready. i'm usually on my couch (laughs) (laughs) that's all that matters um the other important piece of equipment is a door that you can close so if you have the available space be assertive and shut out potential distractions at the very least arrange your work area so that distractions aren't in your line of view including a partner who is working from home our next tip get organized Start with your desk. Is it big enough? Is it suitable for the work that you do? Now, um, again, <laughs> I'm at the kitchen table and every article says that's a no. And also, no, it is not organized. Like, there's stacks on my table, just like there's stacks. And I worked really hard to keep my kitchen table clean in my new home. Mm-hmm. Because in the past, my kitchen table was a place I always walked in and laid stuff down. So when I moved into my house, I made it a point to keep my kitchen table clear. But now it's just, (laughs) it's full of files and uh, yeah. (laughs) Before I got my special chair, like I put my um, monitor up there and stuff like that. And I will probably move it to the room when I'm ready. But I mostly, like I said, I mostly work on my couch unless if there's something where I need two screens for it. And then my dining table is cool, but like the bench is not that comfortable. But it's the same height where it works as a standing desk. So a lot of times I just stand and do it. Yeah. And and minus that height too, I could use it as a standing desk, but I sit down because I'm lazy. (laughs) Keep your workspace tidy. Spend a few minutes at the end of each session sorting out things like paperwork and empty coffee cups. Clear away as much of it as you can when you switch off for the day. 
Next tip, manage your time. Effective time management is essential if you want to continue hitting your deadlines when you're working from home. Organize and prioritize key tasks with to-do lists. This will help you to avoid procrastinating or losing focus by switching tasks. Now, let me tell y'all something. My to-do list does not keep me from switching tasks. (laughs) But I love a good to-do list. And sometimes I write things on my to-do list that I've already done just so I can check them off. Because it makes me feel good. (laughs) Our next tip is to take charge of communication. Stay focused at home. To stay focused at home, you need to be in control of communication. Otherwise, it might start to control you. Find appropriate times to check in with your managers and coworkers. Small problems can often be dealt with there and then, allowing you to work uninterrupted afterwards. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I get prop like the majority of my day is spent putting out small fires, and it's annoying. That's all I get out. <laughs> if possible, redirect your office phones or your personal cell and let colleagues, customers, and suppliers know how to best reach you at home. That way, you'll be able to take important calls but switch to your message service when you don't want to be disturbed. And they mentioned tools like Slack, WhatsApp, and Skype may provide more direct means for you to con- contact other team members and vice versa. Um, so it's funny because they say you can set your status to busy whenever you need to, but I don't, um, respect busy statuses. (laughs) So I'm going to still hit you up and see if, you know, I read you have a quick question that you can answer quickly. (laughs) You know what? I'm glad we weren't friends back in AIM days. (laughs) Because I was busy on AIM. Because I would have it on my computer, and that's when I... Okay, I'm finna tell too much of my business, but... That's when I was... And so I would... My status to busy. So that nobody would message me, because it would be on my computer, and I didn't want it to make a noise. No. Even but like, you don't, but you don't respect that. Right. They're, like, in a <laughs> meeting, and I'm like, hey, how you... <laughs> if they answer, they answer. If they don't, they don't. But, um, you know. So... I can't... My- trust myself to remember to check back in like hours later (laughs) so um my colleagues know um to text me the easiest way to get with me is to text me the Mm. second easiest way is to email me don't call me because i won't talk to you um but for clients that i need to talk to i'd use google voice and you can go google voice create your phone number and they'll even let you pick like an area code and everything that's in your area. So, you know, it'll look like a local call. And that way people can call me if they need to without having my home phone number. Yeah. I've been, yeah, I've been handing out my cell phone to everybody. I'm like, you want to talk to me? Here's my cell phone number. But these people, <laughs> usually they don't harass me like my old company. I, I didn't give people my cell phone number because they will harass mm. me whenever they want to. But mm. uh, for the most part, it's just a quick chat and then we're fine. Mm. Um, yeah, so I understand that a lot of people right now, because I'm still fairly new in my position, and so people don't harass me 
because communication, and so I'm fine. And if anything, I'm the one harassing people, but it's fine. <laughs> it's funny because one of my um, leaders that I support uh, doesn't answer his email, so I'll just text him like, "Hey, I need to talk to you." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Because yeah. he doesn't answer email. He's I tell the best way to contact me is to text me. <laughs> yeah. And our last tip is to balance work and life. Mm-hmm. If you still find yourself losing focus when you're working from home, check that you're not trying too hard. It can be difficult to resist the urge to overcompensate for not being in the office by working longer than you normally would or by missing out on breaks. Get y'all giving yourself those breaks are so important. It's essential that you continue to maintain a healthy work-life balance and follow the six tips and following these six tips should help. So one, create physical boundaries. If possible, set up a workspace that's separate from your home space. Not possible for me. Number two. On the couch. (laughs) When you're working, act like it. You might find it helps to have particular clothes for work at home Dressing for work can set the right mental tone for the day and avoid awkwardness of being dialed to a virtual meeting and you're still in your pajamas. So we mentioned this a little bit earlier, but Doyen, exactly what is your like working from home attire? What I'm wearing now. So usually yes. I'm in some kind of workout pants and a fun yes. screen tee because I can't wear screen tees to work because, you know, I'm a whole adult. So, yeah, like, it, but my team, we have, like, a daily touch point, and we video chat with it. So they're, like, amused by just the sheer amount of screen tees I have for, like, yeah. singular occasions. So last month I had a, or last week I had a May the 4th Be With You shirt. Um, I know I have a taco shirt somewhere, but I can't find it, so I think I wore a llama shirt instead. <laughs> or, no, I wore a cat shirt wears cats and donuts so like they're like amused by like what i'm wearing all the time because i don't care and i have a lot of screen teeth um everybody loves my virtual backgrounds but (laughs) yeah i wear yoga pants and nine times out of ten i've had those same yoga pants on monday through friday but i do wear a different t-shirt every day just in case <laughs> like my mm. meetings are pretty scheduled so i know when they're gonna happen and they're not every right. day um so but yeah i do try to put on a different t-shirt just in case but i get up in the morning and i put some same yoga pants on right. <laughs> same um <sighs> uh, yeah and on the weekends i probably wear the same outfit like twice a week uh-huh I mean, <laughs> nobody, listen, nobody saw me in what I have on today, so I'm definitely wearing it when I go do what I got to do tomorrow. <laughs> well, I, I have a dog, so everybody sees me, but I just don't care. And the thing about it is, like, I don't sleep in clothing, <laughs> so I'm not Here getting it sweaty. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> so I just put on clothes for the daytime, and I'm like, it's fine. I'm not sweating in my apartment. I have a good atmosphere (laughs) (laughs) okay tip number three have no-go zones for technology laptops and cell phones can be useful for staying in touch with co-workers but they can also leave us feeling as though we're always on this can lead to stress and burnout so try to set up no-go zones when working devices are banging such as meal times holidays and the two hours before bed every night to Avoid sleep. 
disruption. What ifs? Okay. <laughs> Number four, set break reminders. Regular short breaks can help to keep you energized and focused. Those breaks are important, guys. Don't feel like you've got to be on from nine to five because technically at work, you're not. I mean, unless it's something like important you're working on because there are those times when we really are working all day. But for the most part, you're not sitting there stuck on one thing all day. Number five. This is for y'all with kids. Help your children let you work. Set up the most reliable childcare you can find and encourage your children not to disturb you while working. However, don't be too rigid. Also, um. your dog. <laughs> <laughs> Roxy just wants to have part, okay? She just wants and- her belly rubbed and I need both of my hands. <laughs> and number six, commute to your home office. So consider taking a short walk before starting your working day. Even a 10-minute stroll can energize you and help to create a break between home tasks and work tasks. So just to recap those that- points uh, for um, making sure that we work well from home, we need to make sure we A, stay focused, B, come create a workspace that works, C, get organized, D, Manage your time, E, take charge of communication, and F, balance your work and life. Anything you want to add before we close it out? I was going to say that commute to your home office is the one thing I do because I still have to walk my dog (laughs) before I start working. (laughs) (laughs) Well, my commute is from my bedroom to the kitchen. (laughs) And I usually do, like, make my coffee and, like, do a few other things. So I have a little, you know, but I do sometimes sit outside and drink my coffee before I start work, so. That's whatever. <laughs> okay, Doya. So, um, once again, guys, always the articles will be in the show notes. Um, if you're currently working from home, I think you'll find some tips here to help you out. It's been a challenge for me, and it may be a challenge for some of you. So check it out. And let's move along, Doyen. So we're going to go to the favorite part of the pod, the buy you a drink. You can go first. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to start off with a prayer. and I feel like I think we're going to have the same prayer. (laughs) Yeah. I think... If we're in normal times, we would probably grieve this way more openly than we have. But uh, Little Richie died, and he was such a great part of just blackness and music. And so, you know, just sending love and light to his family and everybody who was a fan of him and hugs and kisses. But on the goofy side... I'm buying a drink for chicken thighs because they are the most delicious part of a chicken. (laughs) So Granny and I actually had this debate the other day. She doesn't (laughs) care for chicken thighs. And I'm like, why? They're delicious. (laughs) (gasps) They're delicious. Right. I I don't understand. I agree with Granny in so many ways, but this is wrong. (laughs) She She only likes chicken thighs if it's the whole leg quarter. And I'm like, yeah. No. <laughs> Chicken thighs She's are blocking her blessing. I don't understand. Black 
So tonight I want to offer up a prayer um, for those that we've lost. That includes little Richard and also Andre Harrell and also Betty Wright. And mm-hmm. it's like, how much more can we take? On top of that, we're also dealing with a lot of things right now that, you know, I, it's like you want to tell crime and sorrow and mm-hmm. tragedy. Now it's not the goddamn time. Right. And we're mourning so much and there's so much that's still going on with us, uh, specifically in the black community. And, mm-hmm. you know... All I can say is try your best to protect your magic. That 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 is really all I can say. I don't know what else to say and that we we offer up prayers for everyone who is mourning in any type of way. Um, Aunt Trump is healthy, which is so frustrating. So today, <laughs> today I had to go um I had to go home and like uh take my aunt to the doctor and do some other things and I swung by Granny's and so she was on the phone and she she was telling somebody on the phone, uh uh-uh, uh, ain't no way he healthy. Ain't no way they pumping him full of drugs. Just <laughs> And I believe her because ain't no way. <laughs> right. He just be so, out with his mouth open. Ugh. Anyway. So, um, I actually forgot what I wanted to buy a drink for today. Um, but I just want to buy a drink for everyone because we are making it through this. Oh, I do want to buy a drink for some delicious, um, chips and salsa okay Mm. so i had chips and salsa today from the mexican restaurant i went and got takeout for granny and she told she informed me that she did she prefers the salsa you buy from the grocery store (laughs) i was like granny how can you prefer grocery store tostino salsa in the jar to (laughs) cantina salsa and she was like, from her lips, trust me, promise, from her lips, she said, well, I miss the preservatives and the additives because that's what tastes <laughs> good. <laughs> so chips and salsa are so good. That's actually was probably going to be for my dinner tonight because she let me bring all of the cheese dip and salsa home with me. So, <laughs> you know, it's the small things, whatever we can find to make us smile in these times. Um, Doya, why don't you tell the people how they can contact us? So, you can contact us in every way imaginable right now because we're at home and not doing shit. <laughs> but, um, we are on Instagram as Poor Life Decision, one decision mm. because we're changing that one at a time. It's also the same name as our Etsy page, uh, all one word if you want to search us. Um, we are on the Twitter as PLDPod, uh, we keep it lit with the tweets. Um, I've been watching. Oh, Wednesday, Oval, the Oval is back. So I'm going to start live tweeting the Oval so that we can all enjoy <laughs> my reactions to the show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but otherwise, we also talk about um, Killing Eve and Insecure and mm-hmm. random shit that I watch. Um you can also email us at hello at poorlifedecision.com. 
We definitely want to know what kind of poor life decisions you're dealing with, especially while you're at home. Um, yeah, what are you dealing with? What do you want us to help you with? And that's about it. Now you can send us um, a carrier owl. Don't send me a pigeon. I don't trust them. <laughs> um, they ain't real, no way. You could try smoke signals, but I don't know how to read smoke signals. So I do not know Morse code. No Morse code or sign language. I'm trying, but I don't. All I know is like Christian words because from the praise and worship ministry. <laughs> <laughs> Love can build a bridge. <laughs> um. So yeah, cannot tell you guys enough. Check out that Etsy shop. Cute, cute stuff. And you know. I have gotten into the habit of just buying me things to make me happy during this quarantine, and I feel like you should do the same. So check out that Etsy same. shop, buy you something cute. Um, cannot say it enough, guys. Let's drink more water, <laughs> mm-hmm. guys. We need to start getting ready to transition back into work, even though like the world is not ready for us to get back. Um, our government doesn't care, so I feel like a lot of us will be going back to work soon. So let's start drinking water and getting prepared for work. Um, yeah, maybe test your pants out just to see if they still fit. <laughs> Even though I say that, but I'm scared because I feel like my pants might be too big. I am I not have even time do it to, to buy myself. new pants. <laughs> <laughs> but that's all, guys. Once again, we thank you for tuning in. We just try to help make uh, this time as easy as possible, and. Drink your water, wash your face, do your skincare routine, call your person. Anything else we need to tell them, Doyen? Um, there's this account called Man Bun Monday on Instagram. Mm. You're welcome. Go follow them. Thank you. <laughs> I'm thanking you already. <laughs> Love y'all. Bye. Bye. Love you. We ain't no one. We just want to have fun. We don't want to fuck up nothing. We don't want to fuck up none. Fun. We don't want to fuck up none. And we don't give a fuck about none. We just want to have fun.